0: Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker preview podcast ahead of the Friday and Saturday of the Goodwood Festival. I'm joined by Andy Holding, Odds Checker's very own horse racing tipster and professional punter Mike Spence as well. I'm your host, George Ellick. This is being record, recorded on Monday afternoon, just after midday. So, we're not entirely sure of all the runners on the Friday, but we're going to run through the four races that are currently priced up. The Stewards Cup is also priced up on the Saturday, and I'll open the floor for any other runners to keep an eye out for for Saturday. So please do forgive us if we mention any, any horses that are out by the time um, we uh, you're listening to this on, on Thursday or Friday. But hopefully we can come up with some good and interesting angles for you either way. Um, on to the first race on Friday, and it's the Oak Tree Stakes, where we have Jubiloso as the 7 of 4 favourite Royal Intervention 13-2, Angels Hideaway 8-1, to um, Tapisserie 10-1, to 11-1 bar. Andy, I'll come to you first. And let's talk about the favourite and any other horses you think uh, could lay down a challenge.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a classic um, class dropper, isn't it, here? Jubilo, so running ran in a group one last time. On the coronation sakes. Uh, we all know how good that form is in comparison to what uh, most of these have been running against. She's only had the three runs, very impressive the time before it knew. It. She's scampered away from a good field. Was also impressive at that, on Debbie Chelmsford when she looked as though her legs were going two to everyone's one. Um, the mile on the soft ground is probably was a bridge too far for her on the dab. She ran perfectly respectably, which justified her um, uh, entry and her, her run in the race. Look, she's pretty obvious she's going to be a short one here. You know, Ryan Moore's already been booked, looks like she's definitely going to run. So I'm looking at perhaps one or two was he not, might... Think might also turn up and and could offer a bit of value further down the line. Um, There's a nice horse in this that Martin Mead trains called Lizbeth. She's only had the two runs. She was fifth on debut last year as a two year old. uh, Brought along nice and patiently, but was off the track for 300 odd days. Then went to Doncaster the other day. She was sent off nine to one, amazingly, in a small field. But uh, she beat two fairly useful horses, um, and they've both won since Lady Lawyer of um, John Colston's who made the run in that day was a sitting duck from Lisbeth. Um, won a Chelmsford in quite a good race of the night. It's drifted amazingly, the betting contender. I thought she got the best form. And posted from the Richard Hannan stable. What um, a couple of days ago yeah, as well. Yeah, um quite rightly was, um, didn't, didn't get missed in the commentary because um, I think it was Simon also delivered the goods uh, <laughs> at, at Salisbury on Saturday. So the two horses behind Lisbeth um, albeit only probably 80-90 rating so. at least give that time figure which is very good, some substance um, she seemed to be very strong at the finish I'm pretty sure that Martin Mead had a similar type to this Elizabeth a couple of years ago which improved through the ranks I and I can't remember that. I think it, would very, think it would have listed a Group race, Sandown and, and like I say went, went on improving and I can't remember the name of, of her but she reminded me of that feeling so even though she's only probably officially rated probably an 80 or 90 rating horse, it wouldn't surprise me if she ran way above her uh, station. And I see some firms have gone 25 to 1 about her.
0: Yeah, kindly 25 to 1 is the best price.
1: I, yeah, i will risk a few quid on her because, like I say, she's already jumped up. And the horses that she's beat have already franked her form. She's not one to dismiss lightly.
0: Yeah, that 25 to 1 is with Coral at the moment. Yeah, Mike Next up, um, yeah, so how are you looking at this one
2: it 's quite hard from an anti post point of view it 's quite hard it 's thirty entries, maxwell of twenty she 's exception exceptionally short at this stage this is jubiloso sorry it 's exceptionally short at this stage, considering how many might be running and where she might get drawn seven furlongs is, as as i 've said on every podcast so far it 's the the sort of biggest of the draw biases here and if she was to be drawn 19 or 20, I mean, she'll be five to two on the day. That's obviously the risk you're taking. I can't see her being much shorter. Even if she was to get drawn four or three, like the plum draw, she's not going to go off. You know, there's 16, 17 runners. She's not going to go off odds on anyway. So I don't think there's any value in packing her now. It just looks like the type of race, that, even if it was to cut up a lot and half declared, you're still getting 15 runners. Um, I couldn't. I wouldn't have a negative word to say about Lizbeth. Would she? I'd, I'd be surprised if she was good enough. But then again, she's twenty-five to one, and so you know, she's that's very much priced in accordingly. And and if you, you know, I'm certainly not going to put anyone back in <laughs> one at twenty-five to one. That's all priced in. I thought um, Beauty Philly was probably the one who I was going to have a bet each way. I think Jubilo should say I think she takes a lot of beating if everything goes right. Mm. But that price isn't very appealing at all. We're looking at it now, we've got two darn hot five to four and her, she's yeah. thirteen to eight. I mean there's only one horse I'm backing at those prices right now. Um Beauty Philly won a listed race last time at Chester. She looks better than ever this year. Um Good Goodwood winner in June as well and if she won a good handicap very easily off eighty nine, bidding a horse of Roger Varian's called Moo Pitch, who'd won before that at Yarmouth and then came out and won again very easily at Newcastle. Um her form is very good, and it wasn't surprised she went off joint favourite for that listed race at Chester. Um, she's got a bit to find, but she's improving and I think she's about 9 to 1.
0: 14 to 1. 14 to 1.
2: 365. Um, again, she's not a confirmed runner, and I, I think she might just want a touch of soft ground. So you probably wouldn't be wanting to steam in right now, but on the day, I think she's probably, if she was to run, I'd, I'd be backing her as the. Well, I'm not sure whether I'd have a bet, but if I was putting one up each way, it would be her each way. I think. I think she's just a bit overpriced.
0: To Beauty Philly fourteen to one, um, Elizabeth twenty-five to one, and currently Jubiloso seven to four. But maybe one to steer clear of at the price at the moment. If you agree with Mike, that it just seems a bit skinny with a lot of unknowns still to come in terms of who's going to be running and what uh, the draw will be. Um, on now to the Bonham's Thoroughbred Stakes. Never Know More four to one across the board favourite uh duke of hazard six to one uh eight to one momkin nine to one art deval nine to one happy power nine to one uh king otter is 10 to one although five to one in places so it could be one where uh for charlie fellows if if he were to run would shorten up markedly but that's the case with most of these because these races will cut up of course we're trying to find the ones that will run and could provide a bit of value Andy, looking looking for you to, to to show us the way. Yeah, I'm not sure whether it's going
1: to be great value or not, but I was really taken by Duke of Hazard's win in the other day at uh, Newmarket. The time figure was sensational. A real good gallop. Frankie served it up on uh, Turgenev, who was called second in the um, the handicap at uh, Royal Ascot. The Britannia. All the right horses were involved. Monkin who'd run well in the Jersey. Um, there was an improving horse of Richard Hands in there, Farwick. Montefi- even Urban Icon had run quite well in the in the jersey as well. And this horse all of a sudden he just took off inside the last film. And he went three lengths clear. His sectionals were good, I think. I remember he, he did 34 dead hmm. three out. And it was the best sectional on that on that card. He obviously improved for the blinkers. Now obviously they've got to work again. We all know that old maxim. Uh, but he's run before was a was a good one, showing he's going in the right direction. And Paul Cole's had a much better season this year. He's just nibbled away at the on. Little nugget here, there, everywhere. He, he looks as though he's he's got the odd nice horse under under his under his, in his care. Um, Pavoni, he turns up in the same form. I think he'd be very difficult to beat. He's won at the track as well, which is another uh, point worth making. So, like I said, I don't know what price he is Six to one, at the moment Yeah, six to one. That's not a bad. Shout in a, in a what looks a fairly wide open contest as far as I can see.
2: Mike? I put Duke of Hazard up in the Britannia on this podcast in the yeah. R- Royal Ascot, and they didn't run it, but it was fifty to one. Um, what were they thinking? <laughs> what were they thinking? Um, I think it's a tricky race. This so I'd be. I think he's he sets a fair standard. It's a trappy old race. This Never no More it's the interesting one. He's favourite at the moment. Um, clearly had a problem when he was a non-runner in the French Guineas and hasn't been seen since. Um, He's the the type of horse that could go off a a pretty short price favourite here, I think. It just wouldn't surprise me if he were to get very, very well backed, Um, which you would want to see. You'd want to see him a very strong price favourite if you were going to back him. Often happens with those
0: connections, doesn't it? Sometimes, sometimes, (laughs) yeah.
2: Sometimes some money floods in over the Irish Sea. Yeah. um, If that were to come, I think he'd be worth
0: Hopping really on board. Keeping an eye. Yeah. Maybe, yeah,
2: maybe, you know, you're taking a bit of a leap of faith, but at the same time, you know, where the money comes like it did for 10 sovereigns in the July Cup, they, it's not often they leave it behind. And this is the type of horse. An-
0: another horse you tipped up for uh, in the uh, relationship. Yeah, basket another for. <laughs> one.
2: God knows what happens that Did run know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, this is the type of horse which j- they like to have a bet on where something has happened and nobody knows what it is apart from them. Um, and I suspect if the money comes in a big way, they might not leave it behind here.
0: To never know more, currently 4-1, to one, but suggestions that maybe if you see that price start to tumble, it's probably worth keeping an eye on. Um, we'll move on now to the Golden Mile, where we've got Mojito at 9-2, to two, and then double-figure prices, the rest, Escobar 10-1, to one, Afak 12-1 to one alongside Cooley. Flaming Spear 14 to 1 history ride 14 to 1. A few of these entered in races earlier on in the week, so again, we're not entirely sure who's going to run where. Um, but Mike, we can start with with a favourite, I suppose, worth talking about. Mojito a bit, and, and any others that you're that you're interested in?
2: Yeah, Mojito. I think he sets sets a good standard. He's probably not going to shorten up before the race. He was given an absolute peach of a ride by Frankie at Sandown. Absolutely perfect. Couldn't have gone any slower. Everything else decided to let Frankie have his own way and he took full advantage. Um, Three pound penalty. I mean, it puts him in a very good position. He's a very talented horse. Um, This race will cut up a bit. There's a lot, as George kindly said, running earlier in the the week. uh, Quite a lot of them. And there's one called Power of Darkness, who's down at the bottom, um, who was disappointing at Newmarket earlier in the year, um, but was given a break and produced a phenomenal sectional at Salisbury um, to win a good handicap there in very good style. Um, the only worry is, for me, I have a slight feeling Connections feel they're not going to get into this race, and I think they will. Um, but obviously, if he's, if he's balloted out, you get your money back. But I think he's about 12 to 1 at the moment. Power of Darkness...
0: Keep going. Right, 16 to 16. 1. So I Mark, mean, you, you need to start using odds check, I, I mean, yeah. need to start using <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I've got... I just think this horse, if it was quicker ground, which it should be on the Friday, and they go a fast pace, he's going to fly late. And he's definitely better than 94. And I don't... I do, really, when you get these sort of handicaps where they're high class, nothing's really got much in hand. and I don't think anything above has an awful lot in hand. And... As long as he were to get a reasonable draw, I wouldn't want a low draw here because he's likely to be held up and I can see him getting stuck in all sorts of trouble. I'd, I'd quite like a draw of about 10-11 where he's able to get cover but still the gaps will open and I think he has the potential to really throw it down to Mojito.
0: So 16-1 to 1, Power of Darkness for Mike. Andy, uh, what are you, what's catching your eye at this early stage?
1: Yeah, there's only really one horse that I've had my eye on um, in this race for quite a while. I haven't actually backed it yet and, and put it up as an anti-post bet because the draw is such a, an advantage here at Goodwood. Um, it'd be foolish for, for me to go gung-ho on too many points and, and find that we're drawn out in the car park. But providing Escobar gets well drawn, um, he must have a serious chance of going close. He was sent off 4-1 to favourite for this race last year. He was drawn in stall two, all the stars aligned, and he got an absolutely horrific run through. He got no luck in running. When everything came, dive-bombing over the outside, seniority and, and cake barring and, and such as the like, he got trapped in on the inside, couldn't get out for love no money, and ended up finishing on the bridle, really. I think he finished sixth or seventh. Um, his race, or his season, has been very much geared around this race again, 12 months on. He ran behind Mojito, at Sandown, got beat a length and a half, but unfortunately the, the blindfold didn't get taken off on time and he ended up dropping out the stalls, losing valuable ground, gave away probably four or five lengths, made most of it up, but in the end, as um, Mike pointed out, it was a well-judged ride from Frankie from the front, so he had a lot of difficulty closing down a 108-rated horse who was obviously you know, um, got plenty of energy left. But he beat the rest fair and square, and then he, he toyed with a very good horse the other day at York, a horse called Rise Hall, who we all saw one very easily at Newmarket the other day when he was giving his head. But he made him look silly the other day. He came there cruising, literally just like laughed at him. Thank you very much. He's that kind of horse, Escobar. He's obviously a bit of a bridle horse that has to have things right, but if he does get a good draw, ability-wise, there's not that many that can match him in a race like this yeah. if he does get a clear run. Um, and he's 10 to 1 top price. Um, I mean, I could see him again going very close to being sort of four or five to one, the odds he was last year. If he gets a good uh, posse, he's got a huge amount of talent and he's with the right man as well. David Amor is deadly in these kind of handicaps when he he's, takes him down. He's the another south.
2: one, though. You wouldn't want to be drawn too high or too low.
1: Well, he is a fortune wherever he's drawn. If, yeah. if he's drawn 20, he's got to be dropped in. If he's drawn 1, he's got to be dropped in. He's going to have horses in front of him. It's just, it's just whether he gets the breaks. Yeah. But if he does get the breaks, then. Because there's not there's not that many horses that can match him.
0: Escobar ten to one with uh, bet365. Uh, we move now on to the King George, um, which doesn't like a particularly good betting heat to me, but I'll let you guys tell me I'm wrong. With Batash at four to eleven after the Ascot defeat to Blue Point, um, I've told you when you've both been wrong on the Royal Ascot podcast. So I may as well point out that I brazenly claimed that there was no point talking about blue point for the for the, Golden Ju- for the diamond jubilee because um he wouldn't run and uh, he would run and won so that was good um sorry sorry about that uh elastronaut 7 to 1 sergey uh, uh, prokofiev 14 to 1 big brothers pride 16 to 1 uh Judi- judicial 20 to 1 25 to 1 bar um i mean obviously we saw batash beaten. Alaska, um, of course, where he has little form, um, so maybe not a massive surprise. And would, you be, would either of you two be looking to take him on at the prices we're currently seeing for this? No. It's
1: similar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot you could say here. Um, you know, we could pad it out and and, and make it sound as though there's, there's a whole host of horses that could beat him. Um, the only thing that really could beat him is Batashi himself. He's done it before, but. Here at Goodwood, he's just a simply different animal. And at York, flat tracks or tracks where the, it's more emphasis on speed rather than stamina. That last furlong and a half at Ascot uphill, particularly on soft grounds, it turned out the Kingstanders did for him. And Blue Point, who stays six furlongs as well, just outstayed him, basically. Uh, but there was no, he lost nothing in defeat, let's face it. He only got beat, what was it, lengthened a bit for, yeah. by a very, very good horse who's now retired. Uh, but he's the best around under these conditions. I presume that, that you know, come Friday, the ground will be... Perfectly okay, you need to monitor that obviously if you're taking a short price. But you know, the likes of Copper Knight, L Astronaut are probably at the at absolute best, really good one one oh five to 110 horses in listed race stroke, very good handicaps. Uh, that wouldn't necessarily be good enough to beat Batash, of course, who's a genuine 120 odd horse, um, probably one of the best around in the world under his conditions. Sergey Bakoffi has been a bit of a disappointment this season for one thing or another. Um, maybe really better ground slightly quicker ground might be okay for him um, but yeah it's, it's a race that should be Patash's um, on all known form anything to add?
2: no I I almost think he's a as long as he goes down to the start okay I, I think I'm probably back him <laughs>
0: <on that. laughs> um, any I mean the mythical currently mythical um, without Patash market anyone you'd be looking to
1: well El astronaut's the obvious one yeah. um, and it is a uh no prizes for originality but he comes in, in great form he's a course of course a distance winner and I think John Quinn's just saying well we'll rather dice with him because he yeah. just keeps picking up prize money after prize money after prize money I mean, they took him to Ireland they plundered a couple of nice pots at Cork and then at the Cora. you know he, he was nothing wrong with it. he's a run the other day and he's he's just an all out 5 foot long speedball um, so he's also searched as the track as his form suggested so good luck to the Quinns you know they, what, I mean there's some Bound to be some big money floating around for second. I mean, it's sixty-seven grand for second, thirty-three grand for third. You it's a good day's work <laughs> if he chases home Batash. Uh, there
0: you go. So Batash four to eleven, possibly a bet, and El Astronaut, the likely one to to follow up behind. Uh, the next three races of the day aren't currently priced up, as with the other days. Any any of the horses there that you guys have, uh, are looking at? Just want to flag up
1: before we move on Saturday. Um, not as yet, I must admit. Um, Communique looks as though he got an obvious chance in the the Queen's Plate glorious stakes, the Group 3. He comes in, obviously, good shape, having won and bounced back to form at Newmarket last time out. Anything that Johnson runs has got to be um, a massive consideration. And a lot depends on the weather and what runs early on in the week with that 5, 5.15 uh, for the three-year-old stayers. Um, been quite impressed with the horse called Ironclad in his last two runs and Hugo Primer's horses finally have come out the doldrums I like the way he got the job done last time he'd be an interesting runner but they're just names to conjure with at this early stage
0: fair enough on to Saturday unless there's anything like you've got for us
2: I think fr- Frankie De Torre on bre- be prepared in the nursery will run very well he bumped into a very good horse last time at Epsom um, th- uh, three of them finished the race but it
0: was a very good three-runner race. Mm. So Simon Christford there, be prepared. I love how coy you are with these. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just so yeah. mysterious. Uh, but yeah, be prepared, runs on the 4.10 at the moment for Simon Chrisford. Um So one to keep an eye on there. Um, on to the Saturday, where the only race that's priced up at the moment is the Stewards Cup. Uh, just Another Bottle is a 10-1 to favourite. In mean, Spanish City, Flavius Titus, 14-1. to 1. Staxton's uh, Kedim, Gunmetal, Gulliver emblazoned all 16-1. to 1. It's an absolute minefield as it, as it is at the moment, um, in terms of, you know, so many factors. But just as we can see the current entries, if there's any case that you guys can make for any of them at this early stage. I know what Mike will go for. What's
2: that?
1: Probably mention you'll mention summergand.
2: So know, he needs an uphill finish.
1: Yeah. <laughs> needs an uphill finish, there we go. He okay. was a bit
2: disappointed at Ascot. I thought he was really gonna run well. Was backed all the way into twelve to one that day, but mm. I thought he was just a bit
1: you think so? If it was a fair run, he had about three lens by Kate Byron. We well, just
2: didn't really he sort of ran out. I came that I thought he was going to win two out, and then he just didn't really go anywhere for a furlong and then stayed on. But no, so I think late Volta will run quite well in this. He could, he could surprise. He's been sort of flipping between six and seven, if they were, were to run him, that is. Um, which, no, Mark Johnson, they probably will. But um, he's only off 100, and he's, he's been running against some good horses recently. Um, I think he'll run well. It's an easier track to sort of dominate than when he ran in the Wokingham. Mm. Indeed. He, I'm sure he'll run a, a solid race.
0: Well, 33 to 1 currently for Lake Volta.
1: Andy? Um, well, I thought the Shoes Cup um, this year was, was a very good one, hence the fact that I went for Kate Byron rather foolishly in the end um, in the July Cup. That didn't quite work out. But his time figure was very good, and I, I made a note of the foreman and the horses at have subsequently run out of the Wokingham and they've all flagged it up. So anything that caught my eye ran, against the, ran well against the bias, uh, such as Summer Gand and more predominantly gunmetal, um, I, I would have a serious look, uh, good look at. Now, gunmetal ran in last year's um, Stewards Cup. He never really figured he was, he was probably drawn on the wrong side of the track where the, um, the winner came from. He was a gifted master, wasn't it, last year? Yeah, I think it was gifted master, which is a bit of a uh, um, uh, an odd result in many respects. But I'd, I I like the way that Gunmetal went through the line at Ascot. Um, again, he was just slightly drawn on the wrong side where the main action was. He needed to be sort of like down the tip of the arrow and getting a run down the favoured side, side, part of the track. Um, and he was drawn on the low side. So he, he came out by a long way the best of those that were drawn low. I think he was drawn six. The winner was drawn 10, 13, 17, 12, 15... Perfection who's who run well since twenty-three, late Volta sixteen. But you, you know, you look at the you look at the how the form's worked out, Tis Marvelous has won, Danzino's won, Summergand hasn't run since, Raucus I think he's run well since. Perfection finished second yeah. next time out, late Volta ran well, next time out in, over the July course. He's just a sensational piece of form, other than the winner, Kate Byron. <laughs> um, so I think I definitely want to be with that form line. And Gunmetal, because like I say, ran the best of those that were drawn low. Um, you know, David Barron's handicappers don't need any second introduction. He's, such a, he's a genius with his, that kind of horse. So so what it's price six, is 16 heat? to 1 at the moment, Gunmetal, yeah. is 25 to 1. Yeah, probably those two. I'd, I'd fiddle around with those two out of the, out of the Stewarts Cup form. Uh, the, um, yeah, yeah. the Wokingham form, sorry.
0: Perfect. Uh, any more to add um, in that race?
1: or No, that'll do. I think keep, it, keep it simple.
0: Finally, the last race, I mean, no prices at the moment. I think they came out and they've, they've gone again. Um, but we'll quickly talk about the, the Lily Langtree um, where we have currently uh, 17 entered for the, for the moment. Um, any of those currently in worth, uh, worth keeping an eye on when the prices do come out?
2: I've been, I've been very keen on Enberha myself throughout this year. Um, backed her on all three starts this year and she just looks very solid filly to me she was she was very impressive at Goodwood on her first start this year uh she ran at York and was I think she was just in front a long long time that day um hung across the track and then kind of gave it away in the end she got beat by Dramatic Queen but I wasn't surprised to see her overturn the form with Dramatic Queen last time and I thought she did that well against the pace bias which was a slow pace um I and mean, in what doesn't look the best of races, um, she's a big old filly who will only be getting better as time goes on. Um, and she will run pretty well, despite having to give away a bit of weight. To so Embahar,
1: therefore, mm. for Lily Langtree. It- I, do, I do like Embahar as well. Um, I was very impressed with it at Haydock. Um, I fancied um, one in that race. I think it was, yeah, Classic, one of William Haggis's. And I thought she was going to win all the way through that race. She's travelled really nicely. She was well backed. Two out, I thought, yeah, I should pick these up now. And NBR and, and Dramatic Queen just went into another parish. The two of them just went further and further clear. Naility was well beat. Looked a strong group, too, that did. Very strong. And I think John Gosden holds the key to this race because if he, if he does run her, then I think she'd be very close to being favoured. If she doesn't run, there's an interesting three-year-old that might just take a place. John's obviously got a, uh, an embarrassment of riches with his fillies, but particularly his three-year-old fillies. Of course, he's got Mediah, Starcatcher, who won the Ribblesdale and, of course, won, won well the other day in Avrin Island. Uh, he runs a couple, or he potentially could run a couple that have only been winning Maiden strike Novice events. Litigious, who won the other day, is one of them, but I can't see that running. But he runs a horse called, potentially could run a horse called Permissory, who's a massive eye-catcher first time out behind, again, one of his uh, other stable yeah. representatives, also called um, Terra Bellum, who got stuck in the mud at Newby next time out. Went to Doncaster the other day for a little tootle round there, won, you know, pulling handsprings. But the fact that that made its debut here at Goodwood and has then been brought on quite gradually, if he, if he decides that she's ready for a race like this, the fact that he's just entered her tells you what you need to know. Um, she could be worth a look at a big price. could Probably doubtful that he will run, but you never know. So
0: a couple there for John Gosden in the Lily Langtree. And that brings us to a close in our Goodwood previews. We've recorded one episode, which you can find on YouTube or any podcast app. One episode for, for Tuesdays racing, one for Wednesdays, one for Thursdays. This combined Fridays and Saturdays. We hope you've enjoyed them. Hopefully, just as with the Royal Ascot ones, we've given you some winners. Thank you very much to Mike and Andy. And um, yeah, make sure you you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can find all of our future content on there. And uh, hopefully, you enjoy the week's racing.